0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello, Uh, uh, hello my listener, welcome back to this study, this social experiment in music critique, music review, critique, Um, welcome back here, as we keep going with the with the idea that you might already know, oops. With the idea that you might know already, actually, is that the randomization album choice and talking about it in this find uh, Wednesday today is the twenty-five, twenty-fifth of May, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, Not much change between yesterday and today. I'm just making one more of those great uh, conversations with myself about albums that I appreciate throughout the years, throughout my career of someone who listens to music uh, in a rather serious and consistent way. Right? Uh, Let's just go through it. Let's just jump into it. 170 is the name, is the number of the album. And 170 is Paul Simon, Hearts and Bones. Cool. First, Paul Simon record. I believe that I have uh, most of his uh, most famous ones here. I really enjoy his uh, songwriting, his delivery. Uh, ever since Simon Garfunkel, right? Not ever since Simon Garfunkel were a thing, but I started with Simon Garfunkel. Um, I remember being one of the first, like, really old folk things that I listened to. Uh, That particular project, uh, those particular songs and set of albums that they released, uh, very accessible to this day, right? To anyone who wants to to get more acquainted with American folk from the 60s it's a it's a very nice starting point, those albums especially um, uh, Bridge of a Troubled Water it's a darker album I would probably say Son of Silence it's a good start I mean, they are and Paul Simon I think especially, it's a very master of, 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 of harmony and vocal harmonies and, and, and melodies like guitar melodies and all that uh, he tends to be very soothing, very sweet to the ears uh, very influential guy up until this day i mean it's one of those guys that uh, aside with dylan right and um one of those 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 kids that never not kids right? the artists that never ran out of influence to give to to people that want to form like new bands or on new careers uh it's always uh, it's so common sense and so basic what they do in terms of what makes a good melody and a good songwriting not basic but not basic in in this in the sense that's simple right or simplistic but it's what makes a good song a good song Nick Drake is similar in that sense as well Nick Drake is a more specific uh situation because he is not simple at all in terms of his arrangements and in terms of how he tunes his guitar and how his uh, chord progression comes you know I think that there is a quality especially the the older uh Simon Garfunkel stuff there is a nursery rhyme and like a very folk song, uh, almost like a like a traditional, like medieval folk tradition. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not they come up you know in a time where that style of folk was already no not already it was still in the public's imagination. So and you have a lot of that type of thing on the, the first albums uh, especially Parsley Sage Rosemary and Thyme uh, if if you kind of know what traditional singer songwriting like in terms of folk uh, means that's kind of what I mean you know what I mean it's a it's a very nursery rhyme very simple style of delivering the thing uh, it's not like you can find with uh Dylan, in and of itself, in and of himself, uh he kind of revolutionized the the that 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 type of thing, and at the, at the same time doing it exactly like the traditional way. Uh, especially in the, like the beginning of the 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 sixties, they were holding a candle to folk traditional style of folk songs like ballads, traditional troubadour type of ballads, right as rock and roll became more and more more pronounced, and the British invasion, and the Beatles, uh, Rolling Stones, The Who, you know, The Kinks, and all that, folk was slowly becoming like rock and roll, and eventually they met in the middle, and then you have things like New Young, uh, and then with New Young you have, you know, all sorts of, like, big star and T-Rex, you know, and then you have the development of rock and roll as a fully mainstream, uh, like hip-hop is nowadays, you have all sorts of types of hip-hop always appearing and what seems to be a very frutiferous, um crop of hip-hop artists basically every year coming up, uh, rock was there in that time, right? So you jump from traditional folk singer-songwriter stuff and then twenty years later, you have Guns N' Roses, Scorpion, you know, Motorhead. <laughs> That's all part of the same kind of mixing up of stuff, and eventually, you 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 start to get uh, more specific and more extreme types of of styles and all that. Um, it seems to be a very thin connection there, but it, the connection is there in terms of what each generation grabs from the next one, right? And how those artists, they evolve and, and how they they progress their sound. And all that was to say that I started listening to Salminger Fulcrum. So I went from, in a very straightforward manner. I started listening because of the, the soundtrack to The Graduate, which is the famous Dustin Hoffman movie. You know, it became a meme and all that. The sound of silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Uh, I I believe that song. No, it's Mrs. Robinson. And some of some of the others. Uh, some of the other Simon Garfunkel uh, catalog is in that album, the particular soundtrack. But sound of darkness and Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Robson's is a giant uh, hit right at that, at that period of time. Anyway, it's not the. the only talking about Simon Garfunkel but you're not. So what entices me about Paul Simon, it's how honest he seems to be in every single delivery that he, 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 he himself says that, right? When he because he made a song he made an attempt to parody uh, Bob Dylan so there is one song in a Simon Garfunkel record that it's a, it's a parody of, of a Dylan song of the way that Dylan sings and, and and writes and uh he made a in jest in a sense that uh, the he always sa- he always sounds earnest when he sings right and Dylan always sounds sarcastic even though he's sometimes trying to be earnest and he's already have very um vulnerable records like Blood on the Tracks and and uh, anyway um what I'm trying to say is okay so you have Simon Garfunkel, which is a more traditional approach to stuff. As he evolves, of course, there's the rupture between the two guys there. Uh, they ended up releasing uh, Bridge of the Troubled Water, which is their last album, which is a f- fantastic album, and kind of documents the the transformation that folk was, was uh, going through up until that point, that every single folk artist... Um, experience you know they all became more and more and more rock and roll as the time went by Uh, they ditched the 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 the, the tuxedo that they used you know even country uh country artists as well Uh, you know tradition was being shaked Uh, tradition was being shook shook shaken i don't know tradition was getting you know I don't know forgot yeah I had a brain fart no. uh, the tradition uh, the tradition was being challenged by what the status quo was uh, presenting as what people deemed as very interesting music uh interesting genres and you put the Beatles there you put the Holy Stones there you put Jimi Hendrix there you know even the Stooges and the punk movement was 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 getting to, to some you know, uh, fully formed, uh, form. Uh, you know, it started proto-punk started. To be honest, in the end of the sixties, uh, you can already find some Velvet Underground stuff there. You know, it's it's a punk um, idea there. You know, it's a speed image of punk. Some things that they do. Uh, so. And then you have Solo Korea from Paul Simon. You have his first solo record, uh, titled Paul Simon as well. Uh, Eponymous uh, record from 72. It was supposed to be a Simon Garfunkel, like the last Simon Garfunkel album, or another Simon Garfunkel album, but Art Garfunkel. Uh, ended up splitting from the band he wanted to become an actor or something like that which was you know, a very intelligent move because who, who is he as an actor nowadays right? It doesn't have much of an input into that particular scenario so the first Paul Simon uh, solo record very successful record has me in Julio down by the schoolyard which is a pretty big hit uh, and some other songs as well, which became very popular. I don't remember exactly all the names, but I do. Uh, I do like I like that album very very much. So the first Paul Simon is him in like a like a jacket. Uh, yeah, everything puts together really 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 nice sweet song. He's specialized in those short sweet narrative about. You know, common folk, you can say. Like observations, very like then the someone who's introspective, that likes to observe people, and is, is a very sweet approach to how he writes, very earnest approach to how he how he puts together his songs. Sometimes he's trying to be funny, sometimes to he's trying to be a little bit cynic about stuff, but he, he can't 'cause just he's just a, such a sweetheart, right? That he, it's kind of impossible for him to 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 actually come across as as anything but just a lovely guy, right? So as he progressed, he of course saw the eighties coming, and for, for 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 a songwriter who has such a strong um, writing capacity and has such a strong identity as a songwriter the times change but you know it's not going to be much that will be changing with the with the times in his case right it's not it's not his his style will become um adapted to, to to the times but not changing like many many 70s 60s artists changed in the 80s uh Paul Simon didn't really and hearts and bones specifically is it's a testament to that, uh, not changing. I mean, he changed, but in ways that he only uh, he himself only uh, wanted to. So it wasn't pressure from the the like the '80s zeitgeist in terms of music production that made like Graceland, for example. It's just it's an African record, you know. That he himself went by and 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 uh went by the means to 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 do it and 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 to produce like a like a whole if you if you're any any familiar with 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 hisography you know what i'm talking about he had a, like a like an african face right paul simon so and hearts and bones is the beginning of that of that it's not pronounced uh at all i mean it's not it's not it's not really there right in terms of production, but you can you can feel that with with hearts and bones he's already you know giving a shot to some different ideas, some more abstract abstract and 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 fragmented styles of composition, even though his style of songwriting is very sweet and very you know, touching and honest and very sunny, um as the years progressed. And his next album would be uh Graceland. But with with the first with the Hearts and Bones that which is essentially his first eighties. No, it's not his first eighties record. It's his second eighties record. So already a very mature artist, you know, a veteran up until that point. Um he was already a very Prominent figure in folk music and in in culture, he, he was very popular. He, he was never indie to an extent, but you have the you have here almost like um, exploration of um, some more of a modern art approach to songwriting and more of a kind of dadaistic approach to his songwriting, which essentially what it means when you saying that about Paul Simon, it's a little bit more of a, you know, of a audacity in terms of how he, he puts his melodies together and how he composes his songs. Uh, it's still very um, meat and potatoes in, in the best sense possible, right? Because well, his meat and potatoes are the best meat and potatoes ever, right, as as a songwriter. So here you have a little bit more of a cynical urban uh postmodern postmodern that's the word I was looking for, postmodern approach to what he was doing in the 70s, which is way more um traditional and it has a, a, a more rural feel to it, uh especially his first uh and of course the Simon Garfunkel record. Drinks from the from medieval folk singer songwriter approach with obviously would wouldn't be an urban uh, style of composition because there were there were no cities you know if if you think about the the context of those styles and what those styles came from of course it would be like a you know a rural like a farm approach or you know maybe a very small city. Uh, here, it's kind of Paul Simon in a big city. I'm not sure exactly where he was born. He might be a New Yorker. Yeah, he's from Newark. Yeah. Which is nearby New Jersey and uh, New York. Over there. So, very. Yeah, very. it's it's east, east Coast. Yeah, it's pretty much where the Sopranos are from, right? Yeah, it's very New Yorkian type of thing. And this album, it might as well be the New York record. It's 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 urban in that sense. Um, you can you can find those types of um, if you think about Midnight Cowboy or if you think about Taxi Driver um those movies right if you think about those um uh, those ideas there of how you know or oh, the, the the lonely man the lonely folk hero you know in 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 a in a crowded city but still can find the the the, the sensitive the sensitivity and the beauty in the city yeah i mean train in, in the distance you know René and Georgette McGreed with their dog after the war. It just, just has some very postmodern, uh, fragmented uh, approaches to to his songwriting. Uh, hearts and Bones and Allergies. They have that uh, medical irony and cynicism to them, like the like medicine being one of those uh, things that we take as a as a universal almost as a dogma in a way the medicine and exams and you know uh, Woody, uh, Woody Allen you know it's is his Paul Simon is making his Woody Allen album with hearts and bombs it's a very kind of paranoid you know but in his own way which is he's just yeah H- him as a figure and how much of an importance that he has to coach, you know, in and of itself. Um, the SNL stuff. I mean, he was first, the, the first music, music guest in SNL. Uh, he was always involved with comedy. Uh, he's, he has a similar... Uh, similar future George Harrison, in a way, right? He's kind of the American George Harrison. Uh, I don't know why that comparison just came to my head, but it, you can probably say that in terms of feel and in terms of how adored he is. It's similar how George Harrison is just... I fucking love the guy, right? I think that he's great. Uh, he's my favorite Beatle, and Paul Simon is probably my favorite American uh, singer-songwriter. Uh, I think that's uh, that's fair to say. I really like him. Uh, Graceland, in a way, it's a better album. Uh, I, I don't not necessarily much of a comparison there, I think, because the, the approaches are totally different. You have an urban record and then you have an African record. I mean, the Tolo, there's, there's a, a, big distance, uh, has a big distance between those two. But uh, great records, you know great records yeah I remember listening to that very early on when I got interested in uh, because the first Paul Simon record was a big hit for me and then it took me a while because I'd stay with Simon Garfunkel and their first Paul Simon record because they are very similar they are kind of the same cut from the same cloth right because the the solo one was supposed to be for for Foco. and um yeah and then I started to wake up when I started to w- wake up to, to, to 80s records specifically 80s albums from and 90s to the extent as well from um guys from the from the 70s and from the 60s and from the 80s you know because you have for example like the 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 jam the band The Jam, uh, Paul Weller, it's a very prolific uh, solo artist as well, and a really good one. I have his records in this list, and he has always been inventing himself as well. So, at the same time, I was also listening to Morrissey, which you know, the same kind of idea sometimes. You know, uh, I, I'm not gonna say that he's similar to Paul Simon because I, I don't think anyone is similar to, to Morrissey but, but um, um, it's it's a niche, right? It's a niche of singer songwriters who were very famous in the 60s and 70s, how they translate themselves to the 80s. So you have Elvis Costello as an example as well, someone who came up. But that's more of a punk movement and, and a punk stuff. The same with Paul Weller and the jam. Uh, I'm just tracing those comparisons there not tracing I'm just making those comparisons there to probably just uh, uh, fill up some time here I don't know (laughs) yeah I don't think I have anything else to say Uh, that's my story in regards to that particular album Uh, I'm not gonna say it's the one that I listen to the most from him it's not like oh but I do like the the I look. I do like, uh, especially the first, up until "Think Too Much A," which is a seventh, uh, the sixth song. Essentially, the first side of the thing is just really good. Yeah, the side A and the side uh, B starts with "Think Too Much A," right? Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's a really, it's a really good album. It's it's up there with his best. Um, if you count Simon Garfunkel, you know, you're not, you're not going to, it's not going to be much space for that, for that particular album there, because Simon Garfunkel has a perfect catalog, essentially. It is just, uh, with Paul Simon, yeah, probably his, his third best record, Great Slend is up there as the first one, his first solo album, is the best, it's uh, like the second, and Hearts and Bones is the, is the third one. The other ones I, I, I need to, Give it a listen, because I think that he has more rock and roll type of stuff. You know, more Elvis type of stuff. Yeah, he's true. He's great. He's great. Yeah, and I and I'm 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 seeing here that he was making shit with uh, African African people since the the, the mid seventies. Yeah, so maybe you know. Anyway, very sweet very interesting very uh april comes she will is just phenomenal song yeah uh it's good it's good it's worth a listen i think that will if you never did i think you will uh, enjoy his style of songwriting it's very it's very simple it's very touching it's very endearing and uh poetic of course you know cuz he's a very good lyricist as well um, it's experimental but never you know more than necessary I don't, I don't i wouldn't even say that he's experimental at all i don't think he's experimental i think he's he he can incorporate different stuff right with his uh with his ideas that he can definitely do that But I wouldn't say experimental. I mean, he experiments. I don't know. Maybe he's experimental. But not in the sense that choo choo is experimental, you know? Or, you know, whatever. Tropical fuckstorm, you know? (laughs) There are degrees to experimentation, right? And hopefully the real experimentation also do not throw away everything, right? Doesn't throw away everything. Okay, we're reaching the point of no return here. This was my thoughts on Hearts and Bones, the album from Paul Simon, uh, the 1983 record. I'm gonna give it a listen because, yeah, it's a really thoughtful, beautiful record. And I see you next time. Bye.